Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Sound Prince for the week of April 26, 2015. This past week has been a busy one, and there are several news items of interest. First, a huge congratulations to Shirley Stivers from Bellevue, Kentucky. Shirley will be attending the ACB Conference and Convention in Dallas as the 2015 Derber K. McDaniel first-timer from east of the Mississippi. Shirley receives airfare, hotel, a daily stipend, and registration and selected tickets for the different events at the convention. Shirley, you make us proud. Several changes in the leadership of various entities in the visually impaired and disabled community in Kentucky have occurred recently. You met Scott Fricano, the new assistant director of the Kentucky Business Enterprises program on last week's Sound Prince. Regular Sound Prince listeners will recall that Jack Kennedy, the former assistant director of Kentucky Business Enterprises, left state employment in mid-December and became the interim director of Independence Place, a cross-disabilities independent living center in Lexington. We interviewed Jack several times when he was with KBE, as well as a few weeks ago after he joined Independence Place. We have now learned that Jack is no longer with Independence Place and that David Wickstrom is now the interim director. Dave spoke at the 2013 convention of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. He was, at that time, working to organize beat baseball in Kentucky. At the Office for the Blind Statewide Rehabilitation Council meeting this past Friday, Jerry Gordon Brown, longtime representative on the SRC from the Client Assistance Program, announced her upcoming retirement. Jerry was the incoming chair of the SRC, and thus it was necessary to elect a new chair to serve in that position beginning July 2015. George Stokes, retired vendor from Frankfurt, was chosen as the new incoming chair. Renee Jackson, the manager of the vending facility at the Hall of Justice in Louisville, recently resigned his position on the Kentucky Blind Vendors Committee. Charlie Allen, who runs the Fort Knox Dining Facility and who has been the chair of the Vendors Committee several times in the past, was selected by the committee to fill the vice chair's position left vacant by Renee's resignation. Many people who are blind or visually impaired have, for a variety of reasons, been interested in work-from-home opportunities throughout the years. With the increased number of computer-based jobs, working from home has become a viable opportunity, not only for people with visual impairments, but for workers in general. Dr. Ron Milliman authored an article that appeared in the March ACB Braille Forum on this subject. And he joins us this week on Sound Prints. We initially intended for this feature to appear on page two. However, there was so much to talk about and so much material to cover that it grew into three features. On page two, we discuss the advantages of telecommuting or working from home. The disadvantages of such jobs are covered on page three and on page four, we discuss how to find work-from-home opportunities. 
And on page 5 is the Sound Prince calendar. Page 2. I'm speaking with Dr. Ron Milliman. Many of you know that uh, know him from the uh, as the former chair of the PR committee in ACB, and uh, he has also been a professor of marketing at Western Kentucky University. Recently retired, and Ron, of course, we congratulate you on retirement. We know you're enjoying it very much. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, the March Braille Forum had an interesting article that that Ron wrote about working from home. That article talked about some of the traits that people need in order to work successfully from home and handle the various types of jobs that are available for people who are not commuting every day to an office someplace. So Ron, I will leave it to you to talk to us a little bit about this article. I think that it has an awful lot to say to people who are wanting to find work where they don't have to get up and get dressed and go out every day. So tell us, give us some of your thoughts. Well, first of all, I have to caution people that there's a lot of scams out there. And uh, there's a lot of companies that, that advertise work for home, make big money working from home, that sort of thing. And you don't have to know anything to do it. That's right, you know, right. but and and they supply everything and all that. Uh, most of those are scams, and you want to stay away from them. Uh, I would say out of ten, there's maybe only one, and, and that's probably even being liberal. That's that's worth pursuing. So the first thing people want to do is be aware of that, and then if there's a company you think might be a possibility, for goodness sakes, check it out. It's real, real easy to go on on the computer, go on Google and put the company name in there, and if they're not legit, it pops up. I mean, <laughs> it pops up all the place getting people complaining about it. So that's the first thing. Then after that, um, you have to realize that there's some real advantages in working uh, from home, whether you're self-employed or whether you work for someone else. Uh, but it's not, it's not the perfect solution for everybody. And... I can run over some of the advantages, and then I can talk about some of the disadvantages, and people have to kind of weigh those for themselves. Uh, but as far as advantages are concerned, there are several. Uh, it can be, uh, believe it or not, considered a reasonable accommodation. For, so that's an advantage to the employer because they're, they're, they're adhering to ADA and it's considered a reasonable accommodation, which is a plus. Mm -hmm. A lot more flexible hours. Um, if you're not on a specific work schedule, then you don't have to necessarily be checking in, punching a clock at, at eight, or 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning. Um, but now so some jobs would require you to have a schedule. Some do, and, mm -hmm. and that's right. And some actually, there are some that actually require you to submit a log of your time. That's, mm -hmm. that's absolutely true. Mm -hmm. But in general, most of them, give you the flexibility. Most of those uh, telecommuting type positions, they don't necessarily care when you work as long as you get the work done that's assigned. So it's pretty flexible in that regard. Mm -hmm. There's lower travel costs. This is a big advantage to people like you and I because where we're dependent upon uh, public transportation, uh, it cuts the travel costs down. But the biggest thing is it saves a lot of 
travel time because we don't end up having to wait for taxi cabs and buses and bus transfers and all that sort of thing, so it saves us some time. Well, it could even be that it would make the job possible because in some areas there may not be transportation. Absolutely. That's absolutely true. And so the whole issue of, of transportation and the frustrations associated with it are reduced. Not necessarily totally eliminated, but certainly reduced. Mm-hmm. And um, and then another thing that I like is the fact that you can sign a, kind of design a work environment to to your own satisfaction. Uh, you know, you're not working in a specific confined environment, and you're controlling the environment. I know when uh, I'd go to the to the office, uh, sometimes they'd rearrange, <laughs> rearrange the furniture in the office. And <laughs> <laughs> think of Man, you're slamming to a chair and said, gosh, what happened in here? Dang on, where'd my desk go? <laughs> exactly, yeah, and that would happen every once in a while. So uh, since you control that environment, that's a big plus for you. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned this, too, the fact you have a kind of a flexible uh, flexibility in terms of your dress code. Now, I know people that work from home, and they feel that for their own self-discipline, they need to dress up just like they're going to go to the office. Mm-hmm. In my case, I work at telecommuting-type jobs, and I think you have too many people that we know have. Um, if I want to work in my pajamas, I did it. <laughs> <So> <laughs> nobody knew the difference. So <laughs> that's an advantage. Yeah. And there's actually can be a lower food expense uh, because a lot of times when you go to the office, you have to go out with a with, with a gang for lunch, and so you end up spending more money for lunch. Not only that, but you don't have any control over uh, what you're eating so much either because you don't know how much salt you're getting or, or or calories and that sort of thing. So by eating at home, it's less cost, and you also control what you're eating. And that that's that's. A really good point because I, I know people who say, well, I can just take my lunch every day. And that is true in, in many situations. But if you're in a situation where you are working, let's say, on a professional level, you can take your lunch sometimes, but there are times when you're in an office, um, especially on um, a level that's higher than an entry-level job, where it is really, really smart to go out to lunch and make those connections other than just in the office, across the desk or down the hall, with people who are who are on the job, who are in, in your similar types of, of, of jobs. So, um, you know, you miss some of that. Well, that's maybe in a disadvantage, but... Um, but it certainly is one thing that when you're working from home, you just don't have to do that. And and there are times, I think, when when you wouldn't want to do that, but maybe you need to just, just for appearances, you know, just because it's the thing to do. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely right. And uh, But this cost thing is, is an interesting factor because, you know, it's the old adage, uh, you know, a penny saved is a penny earned. So if you're not spending as much on lunches and you're not spending as much on transportation absolutely in essence your your bottom line is larger that's true and then that brings up another aspect and that is the expenses that you can charge off on your taxes um 
and and the fact that if you are self-employed then uh, let's say that you're on social security and you are subject to the earnings limits the um the at this year it's eighteen hundred dollars a month earnings limits when you're working out in an office somewhere you're and you're a salaried employee or um, an hourly employee that's eighteen hundred dollars gross and when you are self-employed it's eighteen hundred dollars net and that's mm -hmm. a exactly. pretty big difference that's right makes it because you can, there's a number of expenses you can take off and that it affects that net difference mm -hmm. between gross and net there's no question about that and uh, and of course the fact that you can take uh, write off a lot of your home office expenses, uh, a portion of your light bill, electric bill, phone bill, all that sort of thing is is, is an advantage in terms of taxes. Yeah, that um, can be huge. So that can be that can be very huge. Now, some people say, well, what if the company supplies the computer? Well, if they do, then you can't write that off. But if they don't and you need a computer, then you can write it off. So, you know, Correct. It, it, be a big advantage well um, and and with the computer let, let's stay with that for a second it, even if the company supplies the computer you get your computer and you get your software all set up the way you need it set up <laughs> and then it's just like your furniture where you come yeah, in your furniture's yeah, rearranged right. you don't yeah. show up one morning and find out that the um that, right. that the techs have decided to change all the logins and change all the software without you knowing overnight. Yeah, and I've had that happen, uh, especially when I was teaching at the university in between semesters. I don't know if the techies got bored or what, but <laughs> invariably when we come in the new semester, uh, the computers in the, in the classrooms would be all set up differently, uh, and even our, our computers in our offices would in, and in some cases, we walk in and there's a new computer and a new um, set of software, and and you have to start all over again from ground zero. Right, you know, and that can be a major deal when you've got well, adaptive software and you're trying to get to work with something. Oh, absolutely, and especially you walk into, a, in my case, in the classroom. Right. And uh, you know, you walk in and you're supposed to you're supposed to act like you know what you're doing. You know. <laughs> And you walk in and say, whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> so that can be a problem. But at home, where you control that, that makes it, oh, infinitely easier for right. you. There's no question about that. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, any, uh, other, any other advantages? That... Well, yes. Uh, the fact that you have fewer distractions, I think, helps your productivity. I know uh, when I'm at home, I can just concentrate on what I'm doing. I, you know, I have a certain thing as a set of uh, tasks I need to get done, and I can just get them done. In the office, that was a problem because I might be working on a research project or whatever it might be, uh, maybe grading or something, and uh, we have, had an open door policy. And that means that if somebody else, uh, another faculty member, walked down the hall, they stop and say, hey, Ron, what's going on today? You know, and they just want to sit down and want to chat for whatever, 30 minutes or 45 minutes. And there's time that, uh, that you lost. And not that I didn't want to talk to my colleagues, but, you know, I had work to do. And right. so when you're working at home, you have fewer distractions like that, which uh, means you have more control over your time, which is really good. Mm-hmm. And as a result of, uh, of the greater flexibility and some of the benefits, I think your own personal morale tends to be a little higher because uh, you don't have as much job-related stress. And 
It's, uh, the other thing, too, that I need to point out uh, for people like you and I is if you have a service animal, a guide dog, uh, the home environment's much, much more comfortable for them. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Something, you know, it's what yes. they're used to, and, and if you have to take your dog out, you know, you know exactly where you normally take them. It's a part of the routine. And uh, so that's it's much easier for a service animal. Ron, it would seem to me that there also would be a, another huge advantage, and that is, in in the case of some of some jobs, uh, they are uh, virtually full time or uh, would take a, a, a number of hours, many hours a week. But in in the world today, where there are a lot of <clears throat> part time jobs or contract employees. It would seem to me that working from home would be um, a, a very, very positive thing if, if you were working for two or three different companies on different projects. Yeah, and you can do that. Um, and I know a number of people that do. They don't make any enough from any one job to really call it a living. Mm -hmm. uh, it's part-time. But if they piece together two or three, especially if it's related type things, why uh, they really do quite well. Well, I have a friend of mine that does uh, software. Uh, is, a, is actually a programmer, does software design. He, he does um, apps for uh, iPhones, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And he works for, I think, three or maybe four different companies. And he doesn't make enormous amount of money from any one of them, but collectively, frankly, he makes, he makes a, 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 substantial, about a substantial amount of money. And that's the kind of thing where uh, if you do a job well for one person, uh, if someone else comes along and that, and, and that person says, oh, you're looking for an app. Well, I know, you know, Bob over here, he, he did a great job for me. And uh, exactly. that's the kind of thing where you can really build a clientele that, um, you know, people that refer other people. And um, I, I don't know, I, I sometimes think that some of us must have, uh, undiagnosed attention deficit disorders because I, I find that there's nothing boring, more boring than sitting around doing exactly the same thing all day. And, you know, if you're in an office, you pretty much are stuck with whatever that particular job is. And I don't know, after six months or a year or two or three years, you might be sort of burnt out and doing exactly the same thing day in and day out, at least I sure would be. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, working from home, you can put different things. You can have different projects and have several of them going at the same time. So if at 2 in the afternoon, which is one of the most awful times for me, you know, after you eat lunch, you are just ready for a nap. Ready for a nap. <laughs> And, and so if you really don't want to waste half the afternoon, you can switch off and do something else. Exactly. That's right. Yeah, so there, there's some advantages of that. And uh, the other thing that is kind of an interesting, I, I guess, benefit, and that's uh, you don't have problems with coworkers. I don't know about you, but I've been in a number of positions where there might be one or two coworkers that are just a, really a, a pain. They're very difficult to get along with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, in fact, I, I was in one situation uh, at one university where there was just one person that was negative. And he, he pulled down the whole department because he always, always cry, uh, griping and complaining. And, 
about everything. And uh, where if you're working from home, you don't avoid all of that, but you can avoid a lot of it. It's I don't. It's, uh, this is probably not a very good analogy, but you know, it's like your kids. You know, it's wonderful when they come and visit you, but when they leave, that's okay. And you get along with your kids really, really well when you don't see them very often. <laughs> <laughs> but they come and live with you. They come back and move back in with you and live with you. All of a sudden, all those problems you had when they were teenagers seemed like like, like they redeveloped. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Very it's true. like that with office yes. people. You know, if you have to deal with them every single day in the office, they're a real pain. Yeah. But if you're at home, you're working from home, where you only have to deal with them occasionally, that you, know, you can tolerate You can get along with it. <laughs> right. We'll be back after the break to talk to Ron about the disadvantages of working at home. Stay with us through the break. Find books and more in accessible media with APH's free of charge Louis database. HTTP colon slash slash L-O-U-I-S dot A-P-H dot org. Locate accessible educational materials from nearly 200 different agencies. APH products and textbooks can also be located using Louis. New extended searching now available with free Louis Plus. Visit soon. HTTP colon slash slash L-O-U-I-S dot A-P-H dot org. Page three. Well, now let's talk about some of the disadvantages that, uh, that there are. Okay. Can we well, think of, I'm sure we can come up with a few. Well, I can tell you this. There are, and there's some, there's some real significant disadvantages. And the first one is it requires a great, great deal of uh, uh, self-discipline, yes. motivation, and focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if you're a procrastinator, it's not good for you. And a lot of us are. Oh, uh, yes. It's so easy to put things off. Especially I do that well. Not, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. I, you know, I was knowing for a lot of the research that I did as a faculty person. But I, I'm just going to tell you, I didn't really enjoy research as much as what it seemed like maybe I did because it's something you were almost, well, not almost, you were forced to do. It's publish or perish. Right. And, um, and I enjoy writing, but I enjoy writing what I enjoy <laughs> writing, right. not what I and, feel like I'm being forced to write. And when and, you want to write it. Exactly. Oh. And and so uh, when you're working at home, uh, you you got to stay focused, and it takes a, a certain amount of self-discipline and, and motivation. That's all there is to it. That's it. There's just no choice. And uh, so it's not desirable for those that need a great deal of personal direct uh, guidance. Right. Uh, it just, just doesn't work. Right. Right. You, you got to do the job, you know. That's right. You can't, you you can't expect to keep that job. It would be just like you can't keep a job if you decide not to show up for two weeks straight, That's right. just because you didn't want to go in. And the and same thing is true at home. If you're the type of person that um, that likes to be around other people, that you know, there's some people that just they're just a a people kind of person. And they need to be around other people, uh, and and so working from home doesn't work well for that kind of person either. Right. Um, I can tell you this: that uh, if you need uh, assistance from coworkers, working by yourself at home is not a good situation either. 
uh, I have uh, one person that I'm thinking of in particular that is not very independent. Uh, she frankly needs a great deal of guidance mm-hmm. by and help from other people around her. And she did fairly well in an office environment where she had that assistance, but she tried working at home, and it didn't work out. It just didn't work out well at all. Mm-hmm. Now, the one situation I can tell you that I've had problems with, and a lot of us that can't see and use screen readers can identify with this, my work at home and my computer locks up on me. I have no idea what in the world's going on. <laughs> um, you know, you can't, you know, there's nobody around to help you. Sometimes you have no other choice but to hit the big switch you know, and reboot the darn thing. And then right. if you're in the middle of something, you lose mm-hmm. it. Right. Or if you're in the office, if you're in an office environment where there's other people around, you don't like to ask for their help, but sometimes you just simply have no other choice. And, and if they're around, you can't. You say, hey, you know, would you come over and take a look at the screen? Tell me what in the world this, you know, this thing is saying. Right. And a lot of times they can help you save your work really easily, something real, real simple, and, and you can get right back uh, on the job. So that's another issue. Um, it makes it a little more difficult to get promotions sometimes. You're working from home. It's kind of like what you were alluding to earlier. Uh, you know, if you don't have the opportunity to hobnob, so to speak, with the boss and, and, and the upper echelon uh, on a regular basis, you don't mm-hmm. develop those relationships. Yeah, and be that be that good or bad. You know, there are people out there that say, well, I, I shouldn't have to do this or I shouldn't have to do that in order to get the promotion. People should should promote me or people should hire me just based on who I am and based on what I can do. But the reality is something different than that. That is that, not how right. a lot of things happen. No, not at all. And we've seen, we've seen many, many, many times when a person gets promoted based upon who they know has nothing to do with what they know. Yes. And, uh, and, and it irritates you, especially if they get promoted over you, and, yeah. and you end up basically doing their job for them, and that happens, too. Oh, yeah. But, uh, so, and sometimes you know, they get promoted, time, but they don't get any more pay. Well, that's, you that's know, That happens, too. too. And, yeah. uh, but, but it really is those, the connections that are made uh, are, are so, so important. And some of that may be resolved today, some, with all of the social media things like LinkedIn and things that are out there. But um, there's really not a substitute for knowing someone personally or knowing someone who knows someone. That's just how you get ahead. Yeah. Yeah, it's still not the same, like you said. And and even, you know, we talk about going to lunch, that sort of thing. Go, even going out to lunch where you talk about, families and fishing or hunting or playing golf or whatever it might be right uh those are building relationships that uh that can be pretty valuable to you in terms of promotions as far as raises are concerned and that that sort of thing i know one person at the university for instance that uh, i'm searching for the right phrase i'll just use the phrase that comes to my mind he kisses up yeah (laughs) To the chairperson. I mean, he's in the chairperson's office all the time. But doggone it, he gets the biggest raises and he gets the best class loads, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so there's something to be said for it. Now, the other thing that we t- kind of touched upon, too, and that's uh, you are more likely to be part time, be considered part time in a, a telecommunic type job. 
and that's not all bad. Um, it depends on how you look at it. If uh, you know, if you piece two or three part-time jobs together, then you can make pretty good money. So that is, that can be an issue. Yes, but of course, yeah. then there's the benefits issue. Yeah, with part-time. Well, well that's that's right, and a lot of firms have cut back mm -hmm. uh, full-time what were what were considered full-time employees to part-time. Uh, because they can reduce the benefits, and I don't want to get into the whole issue of insurance, but you know, the issue of insurance comes into play, and so Absolutely. You know, there's lots of, lots of things involved there. If they can get under those thresholds yeah. and turn a full-time into a part-time employee and mm -hmm. save on a lot of the insurance and also vaca some vacation benefits and things like That's that, right. um, there's huge advantages. The, the benefits turn out to be almost as much as the salary in a lot of cases. So, yeah, yeah. you know, right. this, this country is um, turning into a, a country of a lot of, you know, heavy part-time employment, and and you know you don't you don't have to go too far into the discussion of full versus part-time to to get to that to get to right. those issues. Another disadvantage that we probably need to touch on too is if you're working from home. Kind of strange. People know that, and they they tend to think they can call you all all hours oh. of the day, night. You isn't that the truth? You know, and and that's not just yeah. true for for a, a you know for a job or for whatever. But I'm telling you, it it it's they can just call you. Oh well, you know they work from home, so we yeah. can, I can just call up for a chat. And there's also yeah. the other side of that coin. Um, it's sometimes when I was coordinating conventions for ACB, there would be people who would call me at three in the morning yeah. to yeah. ask me about potato chips for their luncheon. <laughs> you know, oh, we're having this. Uh, we're having this reception. I was just thinking, do you think we could get Doritos? You know, yeah. it's three a.m. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I've I've seen that happen uh, many times. And and what's really interesting is people are in different time zones, and uh, they don't make the adjustments in time. So I've had people call, like just like the same thing you're talking about, call me in the middle of the night. Or real, real early in the morning, maybe like four or five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And they say, "I said, do you realize what time it is?" Well, yeah, it's nine o'clock. Well, not nine o'clock where I am. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, yes. So, yeah, that that is a big thing, and um, just the uh, you know, just the that kind of call is um, that that can interrupt your work. Oh, very much so. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the other thing too is that you, it, it's more difficult when you work from home to keep your business life and your personal life separated. But it is important to try to do that. To have times when you're this is your business hours, this is your work hours, and these are times for um, family, for instance. And uh, it's because it's so easy when you work from home, frankly, to um, end up working until 10 or 11 o'clock at night and totally ne ne neglect your family. And uh, that's not good. Well, we've talked about the advantages and disadvantages of working from home, but where do we find jobs and what types of things can we do to actually work from home? Stay with us after the break, and Ron will talk to us about where to find 
leads on working from home. Many book materials help Braille users jot notes quickly. Pull APH's Minibook Braille Binder out of your pocket and begin to write on the Minibook slate in just seconds. Materials are sold separately so that you can choose the combination that's right for you. Call the American Printing House for the Blind, toll-free, 800-223-1839, or visit www.aph.org. Page 4. I think we want to talk some about how you go about finding these yes. kinds of jobs. Yes, yes. And um, occasionally you see them advertised in the, in the paper or there are certain online sites you can go to and, and look specifically for telecommuting or <clears throat> uh, work from your home type jobs. Well, you have, mm -hmm. have to be careful how you phrase that because you can end up a oh, lot yeah, of Oh, yeah, that's scams, where you like get I the said. scams. Yeah, the work Absolutely. from home, you get the scams. Yeah, mm -hmm. or remote uh, jobs. There's some oh. words that, mm -hmm. that can be used to help you find those kinds of jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and a little, a little bit of time on Google will go a long way. To put in tele, just telecommuting, and it helps you find a lot of related kinds ah, of terms. okay. Um, so that's one way. There's another service, um, and it's called FlexJobs, FlexJobs.com. And I've been extremely impressed with them. Uh, uh, they... I don't know how many thousands of jobs they've got listed on their website now, but it's several thousand. And not all of them are telecommuting, but m most of them are telecommuting. And there's a, and that, 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 that uh, flex jobs, that's the whole um, niche, is to find telecommuting-type jobs and list them. Now, the advantage of flex jobs uh, is the fact that they screen. They do all the screening for you. And so anything that they have posted on their websites already been screened and checked out so you know it's not a scam. And I think that that's a real advantage. That is a huge advantage because yeah, there are so many time. things that can sound phenomenal, yeah. but they turn out to make little or no money. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, now there's a charge. You have to subscribe to FlexJobs, but it's extremely nominal. Uh, you can... And, and they have different plans. There's a, I think, there's a one-month plan, there's a six-month plan, whatever. And uh, and I recommend somebody start out with a limited plan just to try it. Uh, but as far as uh, situations like for blind people, people like you and I, uh, the site's very accessible. Uh, it's extremely accessible. Problems. Yeah. 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 And I've talked to them quite extensively. Uh, I checked them out. I kind of ran, ran them through the ringer before I, uh, I won't say endorsed, but before I even would, would, would recommend them. Sure. Uh, because I didn't want to recommend somebody that wasn't reputable and end up harming my own reputation. Uh, but I, I really have checked them out very, very closely. I've talked to them quite extensively, and uh, they're really quite helpful. Uh, they put out a newsletter once you subscribe. Uh, I think it comes out, I believe I get one every week. Uh, and it lists uh, new jobs and, 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 and uh, suggestions of, for adapting your resume and how to go about finding telecommuting type jobs and so forth. It's, it, it's an excellent service. Mm -hmm. Now, um, does it 
does it have um, jobs that are sort of, would this include the freelance kind of, what you would think of as, let's say, the freelance writers, editors, that kind of thing, or yeah. does that fall into a different category? No, it, it, they have, have all different kinds of categories, and they have a, a pretty excellent search engine, too. Mm -hmm. So you can put in the search engine the types of things you're looking for, and it goes into the database and pulls out uh, the jobs that are related to the kind of thing you might be looking for. If you're a computer programmer, for instance, uh, there's lots and lots of computer programming type jobs. Um, and, and if you're a writer, uh, you can even put in the type of writing that you do, oh. and it pulls those kinds of things up. Can so, you give us uh, an idea of, of how costly it is, just in ballpark? ballpark? Well, I have to apologize because I've, it's been a while since I've looked at that part okay. of it. Okay. But it, when I say inexpensive, I'm talking about, I think, something like, I don't know. I, I won't even venture a guess. But the best thing is for people to go on the website again. Mm -hmm. It's a Flex F L E X Flex Jobs altogether. dot com, mm -hmm. and uh, they have different categories, uh, different programs, and even for a one year subscription, mm -hmm. I it seems like it's only like thirty dollars or something like oh, that. Oh wow! Remember, yeah. but it's very inexpensive. Goodness, if you got one decent lead, it'd be worth. Oh, absolutely. Or even just ideas. Yeah. You know, no it'd be worth that. It. Yeah. Very much so. Do you, ha have you ever checked out sites like, um, uh, I think there's one, elance.com, or um, there's one that's, uh, oh gosh, what is that? There's one, I think it's called like sologig.com. Uh, well, there's several. I haven't looked at like those very that. much, but I've yeah, seen them around. Yeah, there's several like that. Yeah. And, and they're fine, um, but I don't, think that they screen as well positions that they yeah. that they that they present yes. nearly as well I as think you're right. flex jobs does. That's, mm -hmm. that's the big advantage, frankly, I see the flex jobs over any of the others I'm familiar with, is they actually do that screening step. Where the others don't so much. Now if there's a some kind of a scam and they find out about it, they'll take it off. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I, I say they. I'm talking about the, the sites that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that they screen it in advance. In advance, yeah, yeah. Now, Ron, what are some of the skills that are more more sought after by companies looking to hire people on a telecommuting basis? There's still some data processing type things, data entry type things. Mm -hmm. There are a number of positions that... Uh, are open that are where you're actually uh, uh, like a customer service rep and um, you have to handle uh, questions about products uh, or in some cases, yes, even complaints, <laughs> customer <laughs> complaints. Those kinds of things are uh, real doable by uh, blind people, for instance, and they're fairly high demand. A lot of companies have outsourced those. In fact, what's interesting the number of companies outsource a lot of that to uh, the Philippines and to India, and yeah. they found that there was so many problems associated with it. So many people complained about it, and uh, there's so many other problems associated with it that they brought them back to the United States, and oh. now they're turning into telecommuting-type jobs for people oh. here in the States to, to do. Oh, and, that is, uh, that's so cool. That's really kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, computer programming, there's quite a bit of computer programming 
Um, there's uh, some job opportunities for people that have uh, knowledge about creating apps for, like, iPhones and, and uh, that, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just depends what your skill set is. Now, there's a number of uh, positions that, that come open. Usually they're not full-time, they're part-time, but for even teaching. If you have a degree and expertise in some area, um, you may be, you know, you may be able to fill even a teaching position, online teaching type type position. Hmm. Well, there's there are so many things that could lend themselves to to working from home to telecommuting, and I think this this is for me this is a fascinating topic because um, just the just being able to address the transportation issues. If if there were no other advantages other than the transportation issue being resolved for many blind and visually impaired people, it would be more than worth the discussion. Mm-hmm. And, of course, with all the other advantages that come along with it, it's, it makes it even better. So this is something that, you know, could, we could we could talk forever and ever. I, we're pretty much out of time, but I really appreciate you taking the time and talking with us about this. Um, I, I hope that our listeners will check out sites like flexjobs.com and and see what's out there. And if if people don't already have the skills to be able to fit into that category, you know, people just just like um, if you're going out and applying for a job somewhere, you have to have some marketable skill. I've heard so many people say, "Well, I I'm going to." I'm going to go find a job. What can you do? Well, I don't know, but I'm going to go find a job. Well, you can't get a job if you don't have marketable skills. And the same is true with telecommuting. And, you know, if you're listening out there and and you don't have the skills, then make it your business to go get some. There's a number of people that have marketable skills and they don't realize. Here's an example. I had a student coming to my office. This was some time ago. uh, And... uh, and he said he needs help needs help with his resume. He said, I have no nothing put down on my resume. And I said, well, what have you been doing? Uh, you have a part-time job or something. What have you been doing? He said, well, I've been working for the Orange Julius. I don't know if you remember Orange Julius yes. or not. Uh-huh. He said, I've been working for the Orange Julius. And I said, well, how long? He said, I started working for them in, in, in high school. And I said, so in other words, you worked for the Orange Julius since high school all the way through college. Uh, he, he said, yes. I said, well, okay, well, first of all, that's a plus because that means that you have stuck to the, to, to the job. That's right. And you haven't jumped around. I said, you know, some of the people you're going to competing with, be competing with have, you know, six months here and four months there, you know, and they've jumped off. And you haven't. You have you've stayed with one job. I said, now, where did you start? He said, you know, he started out doing such and such. I said, okay, where, what do you do now? Well, I'm the manager. And I said, okay. So, <laughs> Good heavens. You know, and the next thing you know, why I said, look, you have a huge skill set here that you can put down that uh, you've had to handle customer complaints, you've had to manage people, you know, you've had to do all these things. So you have a whole skill set here just from working with the Orange Julius. <laughs> He said, you know, I didn't. I never even thought about that that way. So, a lot of people have skill sets 
that they you know that they don't really recognize until right. you really stop and, and think about it. Okay. Because they have been developed through life, mm-hmm. as opposed to getting taking a class in something. That's right. And and they think if they haven't taken the class in something that they they don't have a marketable skill. And I can tell you this: there's a lot of employers that. Um, they're more interested in what you've actually done than the courses you've taken. Right. Uh, That's right. The results that you you can demonstrate, some kind of a result, something you've done that represents the results. I can tell you this from my own personal uh, experience, because I've had to hire a lot of people over the period of years for a number of things. In fact, I'm in the process now of developing a company where we're hiring people. And uh, I would rather have somebody that, that comes in with a, uh, 2.5 GPA that has that have a number of skills, things that they've actually done, experience. Mm-hmm. Then somebody comes in with a 4.0 that has done nothing and can't find their way out of a paper right. bag with any common right. sense at all. You know, exactly. <laughs> yep, yep. I, I can I can identify with that. Well, Ron, I really appreciate it. It's been fascinating talking about the um, advantages and disadvantages of working from home and where to go find some opportunities that are legitimate opportunities and that can pay off for people when they are trying to either supplement their income or build um, build a uh, an income that's uh, that's going to be a major part of how they live their lives so we really appreciate it and thank you so much good deal and i hope Somebody out there has listened and as a result, you know, we get a job. The Kentucky Council of the Blind and its chapters provide information, advocacy, activities, and telephone support for people who are blind or visually impaired. Join our email list, visit our website, and of course, listen to Soundprints each and every week. To learn more, call us at 502-895-4598, drop us an email at kcb at igloo.com, or visit our website at kentucky-acb.org. Page 5, The Sound Prince Calendar. Unless otherwise noted, you can join conference calls listed on this calendar by dialing 605-475-6006 and entering code 294444. All in-person activities of the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind that are listed on this week's calendar will be held at the United Crescent Hill Ministries, located at 150 South State Street in Louisville. Bluegrass Council of the Blind activities are held at the BCB office located at 1093 South Broadway, Suite 1230 in Lexington. You do need to register for BCB events and activities. Their phone number is 859-259-1834. The Bluegrass Council assistive technology demos and training take place each Friday morning at the BCB Lexington office. Don't just drop in for tech training. Call ahead to make an appointment. On May 2, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind invites everyone to our Derby Party. Day-long fun, games, food, and friends as we celebrate the Kentucky Derby. Doors open at 10 a.m. Come early, come late, or stay just a little while, or stay all day. Derby Derby runs around 6.30, make returns about 7.30, so there will be plenty of time to close out the Derby jackpots. 
$5 per person for the entire day, please call to sign up so we'll be able to plan the games and have plenty of food on hand for everyone. On May 3, the Greater Louisville Council of Blind Committee Night has the Advocacy Committee meeting at 7, Education and Technology at 8, and Activities at 9 on the conference line. On May 5, the Kentucky School for the Blind School-Based Decision-Making Council will meet at 4 p.m. at the school, 1867 Frankfurt Avenue in Louisville. Call 897-1583 for more information. On May 6, KSB will hold its Founders Day. This is a change from the previous calendar. Check the start time by calling the school at 502-897-1583. Founders Day will be followed by the Junior-Senior Ring Ceremony. The Alumni Association of the Kentucky School for the Blind assists seniors with the purchase of rings each year. Also on May 6, the KCB PR Membership Committee will meet at 8 p.m. on the conference line. On May 7, the KSB Percussion and Choir Concert will be held from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. in the Ritchie Auditorium at the school. Also on May 7, ACB Lions will hold its next conference call at 9 p.m. Lions from throughout the country can share ways to be involved in their local clubs and will be making final plans for the activities at the ACB convention in Dallas. The meeting is at 9 p.m. and the number to call is 712-432-3900. The code is 796096. On May 8, the GLCB Friday will include education and technology from 3.30 to 6, dinner, which is $5 per person, a jewelry workshop from 6.30 to 7.30, limited to the first 10 people who sign up, and games and crafts from 7 to 10. Be sure to call to let us know you're coming, 502-895-4598. On May 9, the GLCB board will meet at 11 a.m. on the conference line. Also on May 9, the APH walking tour of the Cave Hill Cemetery is rescheduled from April 24 because of inclement weather. It'll be 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. Call Katie Carpenter at the museum to sign up even if you were registered before so that they'll know who's coming and who needs a ride. The number is 899-2213. On May 11, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind will hold its community outing from 12 to 5.30 p.m. They'll be visiting the American Printing House for the Blind Museum here in Louisville. Transportation is being provided from Lexington for the first 12 people who sign up for this tour. RSVP by May 1 at 859-259-1834. On May 12, the Bluegrass Council Board will meet from 9 to 10.30 a.m. at the BCB office. Also on May 12, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, will hold its next meeting from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. Call Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418 or Bill Roberts at 270-485-8170 for more information about Savvy. On May 14, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will have a meeting by conference call at 7 p.m. The number is 605 
475-4700 and the code is 155619. On May 15, GLCB will hold its next GLCB Friday event with education and technology, dinner and games and crafts. On May 16, KCB Next Generation is presenting a travel seminar from 3.30 to 6 at United Crescent Hill Ministries. They'll have all kinds of travel tips and ideas, and they will also be serving appetizers. It will be lots of fun, so be sure and plan to be on hand. On May 17, the KSB Alumni Board will meet at 8 p.m. on the conference line, and on May 18, the Kentucky Council of the Blind will hold its May Board meeting at 8 p.m. also on the conference line. On May 22, Guide Dog Eye Exams will be presented from 3 to 5 p.m. by the Guide Dog Users of Kentucky. If you sign up for free eye exams before April 30, you will be able to obtain that eye exam that day between 3 and 5 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries. To sign up before April 30, visit www.acvo.org. Also, plan to stay for the GLCB Friday events, Education and Technology from 3 to 6 p.m., Dinner, followed by Games and Crafts from 7 to 10. We'll be playing bingo that night. It's $5 for dinner and $2 for bingo. On May 23, APH presents Telling the Story, 10 Artifacts from 10.30 to 12.30 at the American Printing House for the Blind Museum. Learn what 10 items from their collection tell us about the blind and visually impaired. Free, but registration is required. This program is best for adults and older children. Call 502-899-2213 to register. On May 24, ACB Families will hold its monthly meeting by conference call at 9 p.m. On May 25, Guide Dog Users of Kentucky will hold a membership conference call at 7 p.m. on the conference line. On May 26, Elementary Music Recital and Assembly will take place at the Kentucky School for the Blind at 12.45 in the afternoon. It will be in the Ritchie Auditorium. On May 27, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind will hold its VIP meeting from noon to 2 p.m. at the BCB office in Lexington. Lunch and program will be included, and the program is on health and wellness, with a presentation about the YMCA and silver sneakers. RSVP by calling the Bluegrass Council at 859-259-1834. On May 27, the 8th grade graduation and KSB Middle School and High School Award Ceremony will take place at 1 p.m. in the Ritchie Auditorium at the school. The graduation will be from 6.30 to 8 p.m. that evening also in the Ritchie Auditorium. On May 29, GLCB will hold its Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Friday events, and on May 30, the Eastern Kentucky Christian Council of the Blind will have their picnic from 4 to 7 p.m. at the Perry County Park in Hazard. Contact Joey Couch at 606-216-8033 for more information or call Frank Campbell at 606-693-9360. Looking ahead to some other major events, on June 5 and 6, the Kentucky School for the Blind Alumni Association will hold its 70th annual reunion. 
This year, the reunion will be at the Ramada Inn on Zorn Avenue in Louisville. And July 3 through 11 is the 54th annual American Council of the Blind Conference and Convention. It will include exhibits, workshops, tours, programs, and lots of fun. It will be at the Sheridan Dallas, 400 North Olive Street in Dallas, Texas. Room rates are $89 plus tax, and you can now make reservations. For more information, please visit www.acb.org or check any issue of the ACB Braille Forum for more information. And on July 15 and 16 is Gateways to Independence Summer Institute. This is a statewide training for teachers of the visually impaired held at the Kentucky School for the Blind. This year, the program title is Making the Move to Unified English Braille, Principles and Practices. The presenters are Francis Mary DeAndrea and Mary Nell McLennan. Space is limited. Call for more information on registration. The Kentucky School for the Blind is hosting this event, and the number is 502-897-1583. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at com. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.